We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey everyone, this is Travis May with the Dynasty Command Center podcast. And before we jump into the show, just a word from our sponsor, MyBookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. And sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. Regardless, whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. With pro football, college football, and Major League Baseball playoffs in full swing, and both hockey and basketball right here about to kick off in full swing too, now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code ROTOVIZ to activate the offer. That's promo code ROTOVIZ to double your cash. I did it, and I'm already jumping in on a bunch of college football and NFL action right now. So visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Welcome to another Dynasty Command Center podcast. We are in full swing for the NFL season. I can't believe we're almost halfway done with the college football season. And uh, we are just moving along right right away. If you've been following along with the show, you already know. Like I said, my name is Travis May. I am the Debbie coordinator here at Rotoviz. And I'm not joined by Curtis Patrick this week. Our schedules didn't 
mesh, uh, mesh well this week and life kind of hit us right in the mouth a little bit from time to time, but I uh, still wanted to get a show out here for you. And I was digging through a bunch of numbers this week on the rookie class because in Dynasty, it's always always about the rookies in the offseason and really end of the season. We just want to see the guys that we drafted on our teams go off. Uh, but uh, sometimes it's really easy just to kind of miss miss the progress that these young studs are making, um, getting patient with these young players, expecting great things. Even when they're doing something well, uh, they're not always meeting our lofty expectations. So I just wanted to take a good, long, hard look at this rookie class, uh, and at least the, the top producers, and uh, speak to kind of how they fit into uh, a normal rookie class, like what that looks like to, uh, compared to recent classes. And and where they are now and what they're projected to do down the stretch this season and hopefully uh, give you guys some actionable moves uh, to to make with some of these rookies. Uh, Not necessarily just some buy-sells, but just to to maybe properly gauge your expectations and properly understand what each and every one of these top playmakers are doing uh, given what they should be doing. (laughs) But anyway, I'll just dive right in because... There's there's a lot of players to get to talk to. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, and that's at ff underscore Travis M, uh, you you already may be familiar with a few of the stats I'm I'm going to share tonight, just because I did a, a thread on some of the rookies in a kind of first quarter rookie review, and and that's really kind of what this is. It's a rookie review on this class through four games plus the uh, Thursday night action, and uh, we haven't gotten to the Sunday games yet, but maybe by the time you're listening to this. Those games have started already or they're over, but just wanted to properly tackle this rookie class uh, to really just check in on on where these guys are right now. Kicking off things right away with quarterback, obviously we thought Kyler Murray was going to do pretty well. I mean, in college he had over a 1,000 rushing yards and almost a perfect passing profile. It's not quite as good as Tua Tungabailoa for Alabama this year, but Kyler Murray looked like a human cheat code, even more so than his predecessor at Oklahoma in Baker Mayfield just one year before. And so the expectations were high with Kyler Murray, and we wanted him to be this this perfect everything when it came to fantasy football right out of the gate. But given the offensive line that just destroyed, well, got got Josh Rosen destroyed last year. We probably should have come in temp- tempering expectations, but with a new offensive coordinator, coach, and situation that uh, likes to air the ball out quite a bit, uh, we could see a, a situation, a possibility, where Kyler Murray succeeded. I, a, lot, a lot of people were taking Kyler Murray as a quarterback 6, 7, 8 in Dynasty before he'd even taken a snap in the pros. And, and truth be told, he's not done very well so far. He has four touchdowns and four interceptions in his first four games. But he's actually thrown it 169 times in those four games which is uh, kind of a crazy pace for a rookie. If you uh, take a, take that and multiply that by four, because it's through a quarter of the season, through four games, you're looking at a season where he's throwing the ball almost 700 times. Last year, the, the Steelers were the only team that really got that close. They, I think they were in the 680s in terms of uh, team pass attempts. Uh, and, but it's looking like the Cardinals could get close to that number and he does have over a thousand passing yards. He just needs to clean up his interception percentage, which is not exactly what you want to see. 
early on, but definitely can be expected for a rookie. But Kyler Murray, I mean, having over a thousand yards, a thousand seventy-one yards right now through just four games, he's he's on pace to make it up to four thousand yards, over four thousand yards, over forty-two hundred yards as a rookie. That's meaningful. Uh, so I, I hope that continues. And he actually has over 100 rushing yards as well and a score there. He's leading all rookies through the first quarter in fantasy points with 82.85. And it depends on your format. But with you know just a standard four points per touchdown, he is leading all of the rookies in fantasy points through the, the first quarter of the season. So definitely not um, the quarterback six, seven, or eight. In, in dynasty right now in my opinion I think there's several more proven options guys that aren't crazy old that I'm still interested in in pursuing over Kyler Murray but he's definitely kind of answered to some of the hype he just needs to clean up the decision making and, and that volume is going to keep his uh, keep his value and keep his production up at least a, a, at a steady level at some point uh, so I could see his value popping especially if, if we look back on the season and realize holy cow he threw the ball almost 7,000 times had 4,000 yards, maybe 400 rushing yards. It's that that kind of uh, almost Russell Wilson-type rookie season where he kind of came on late. And uh, so just keep an eye on him. Obviously, it's, it, he's not a sleeper or anything. But if, if, I, if I own Kyler Murray, I'm not trying to sell him right now. I'm waiting uh, to make any type of decision like that. But I'm definitely not buying, and I'm not definitely overpaying for Kyle Murray in his price, if if it's in that quarterback six seven eight range, but if somebody's fed up with his uh, you know his, his interceptions and things like that, maybe that continues for the next several weeks as he continues to hash things out in Arizona. I'd at least go fishing for him. But Gardner Minshew, uh, the Mister Mustache himself, uh, was a really good college player. I mean, put up absolutely gaudy stats for Washington State. A lot of people don't always watch uh, Washington State because they're a Pac-12 team, and uh, you know you got to stay up till like 10 p.m. just to watch the start of those games. But man, in 13 games in his final season, he actually almost got to seven. Speaking of 700 passing attempts, he had 662 pass attempts for Wazoo in his 13 games uh, in just 2018. He had 38 touchdowns in those 13 games. We really shouldn't be surprised that he's found some level of success with the uh, just impressive passing profile that he put together in just his single year for Wazoo. Obviously, Luke Falk is another guy who's uh, kind of limped into a starting role with the Jets, and uh, he put up some gaudy numbers too for Wazoo, but hasn't panned out. He just never had the arm strength. He never had the, the same type of mobility that's uh, in pocket awareness that Gardner Minshew obviously has. And for Garner Minshew to hop into the league and basically be the best rookie quarterback uh, to, to kick off the, the year through four games, it's just unbelievable. Uh, I mean, when you compare him to, you know, Kyler Murray, or Dwayne Haskins hasn't really, we need to see a lot more uh, from him. But when you compare him just to Kyler Murray or Daniel Jones, who's seen a couple games, he's really just un, undisputably, like indisputably the, the best option right now. He's, He's leading in touchdown percentage. He's leading in interception percentage in, in a good way, and that he doesn't really throw him. Uh, and he's, uh, you know, even in his yards at, per attempt, which weren't impressive in college uh, for rookies, I, he, he's not like throwing down the field like crazy. But among rookies, he is second in that category as well. 
So really impressing, 900 passing yards, seven passing touchdowns, and only a few fantasy points so far behind Murray. If you're, if you're in a league that really values those touchdowns, he might actually be ahead of Kyler Murray right now. I am actually uh, looking to, if, if I own Gardner Minshew, I am trying to uh, just shop him a little bit if I have quarterback depth. I've, I've tried to do that in a couple spots, but especially if you're it's a tight end premium league and you're trying to pivot to a premium position or something like that. Uh, there's a lot of injured quarterbacks right now. So just I, I, I believe in Mr. Mustache himself, uh, but at the same time, uh, in Dynasty, I'm, I'm looking to take advantage of, of uh, the opportunity to sell a player that was really, you know, he doesn't have the draft capital. He doesn't have a, a super strong core of playmakers around him. So I'm okay, even though he might hit, uh, and even though it looks like he has hit, I'm okay moving a player like him just because the team might not feel attached to him. And if things do start to go wrong, and not so perfectly for this unproven rookie with zero draft capital and not much team investment, they might uh, sour on him quickly. And before I jump into running backs and wide receivers, because there are several, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Indochino. Indochino was founded on the belief that you don't need to spend a fortune on a custom wardrobe. Guys just look right when when your suit fits well. I mean, like I've had a bad suit before and it's just not a good look. I mean... Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They get it right. They make they make suits, they make shirts, coats, and more. And everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. And the best part is that they're affordable. Almost all of their custom clothing is under $400. And the process is simple. You get to choose your, your fabric, your customizations, and submit your me- measurements. And your package will be delivered straight to your door in just a couple weeks. You can get measured and design your fit for yourself at online at Indochino.com. So start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, promo code BLUEWIRE for $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more. An incredible deal for for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that just doesn't fit. But about those running backs, I want to tackle these guys because if you've played any kind of Debbie leagues or been into college football for long, or maybe you just follow the recruiting cycle for your favorite college football team, you probably noticed maybe three years ago, four years ago or so, that there was a gap in terms of the high-end running back prospects and running back recruits, and that was the class that was projected to be drafted this year. Uh, Miles Sanders was actually the consensus number one overall running back in that class. Josh Jacobs was not actually a highly touted recruit until the last second when Alabama actually offered him, then his status got boosted up to a four-star. David Montgomery was not really highly recruited at all, so those are the three guys. Those are the three top producers. Those were early draft picks this year. But we knew a long time ago, given the depth of the recruiting class and the athleticism of that recruiting class and the expectations and even college short-term opportunity for some of the top-end guys that ended up fading away, we just kind of knew, man, this 2019 running back class is not going to be great. And uh, so far, it's 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 basically just those three guys because – I mean, just going down the line in terms of total like rushing yards, yards from scrimmage, it's not a pretty picture through three weeks. I mean, Josh Jacobs has had running back one opportunity. He is the one bright spot in this class. I mean, 
He's a first round pick. He's going to get those opportunities to exceed, you know, succeed right away. He's actually on pace for over 1,200 rushing yards right now uh, and eight touchdowns through the first quarter of the season. That's that's a heck of a lot of uh, production from a first year rookie. Obviously, you, you can't get a Saquon Barkley every single year in every single class. Uh, and so Josh Jacobs is definitely the closest thing to that. And so he's definitely just based on opportunity going to continue to to succeed. The one area where he's disappointed so far, he only has five targets. And if you compare that to a number of other running backs, he's he's not really leading the pack. I mean, David Montgomery with the Bears, 12 targets. That's actually most among all rookie running backs right now. Miles Sanders actually second, surprisingly enough. I know a lot of people are, are disappointed in his timeshare with Jordan Howard. I don't think that lasts for long. But still, 10 targets, 12 targets, and then when you compare that to Josh Jacobs, I know it's a small sample, but you really need to see Josh Jacobs get a few more targets if you want to see him in kind of an elite tier of running back at any point at all. But, I mean, other guys that have more, I mean, Devin Singletary, uh, you got Dearness Johnson for the, for the Browns, uh, Mr. No Name, and then Justice Hill for the Ravens, he's got seven targets. So a few of the other options down the line, have more targets than Josh Jacobs already. Even you know Ty Johnson, who didn't really catch hardly anything uh, in his Maryland career, uh, and really is a, is a backup of a backup, kind of their running back too for the Lions right right now. Still getting more targets than Josh Jacobs, but uh, those top three though, I think they're really underrated right now because Miles Sanders has had 55. Well, if you if you include the the 10 targets and 45 rush attempts, that's 55 opportunities to do something with the ball, and he's gotten zero touchdowns right now. That's That pace of, of maintaining zero touchdowns is probably not going to happen. I mean, a, a few years ago, probably remember when Melvin Gordon didn't actually score a touchdown, had ridiculously disappointing yards per carry numbers. A lot of people were down initially on, on what he could be, um, but that was... That was a mistake. The 2015 class ended up being a pretty stacked class full of solid options at the running back position. I'm not saying that that's going to happen here, but I think the guys like Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, all guys on pace for you know about maybe just over a thousand yards from scrimmage in the rookie year. That's that's nothing to to discredit or to just sneeze at. <laughs> After that, though. It gets kind of messy, but I am definitely out of the three buying all the Miles Sanders if someone is frustrated with the timeshare there. David Montgomery, I don't think his price is that depressed just yet, uh, but I like his opportunity to increase. He's still 70 opportunities when you look at his targets and his rushing attempts right now. So through four weeks, that's not bad. I want to see him just creep up closer to 20, t- 20 touches a game if he can, but but with Tariq Cohen, that might be a little bit difficult. So out of the three, I think the easiest buy is Miles Sanders. And I think the easiest one to ride is obviously Josh Jacobs because he's already got the running back one opportunity. If you want to check out more of his stats in depth and just see how dominating he really has been in terms of opportunity score, you can definitely, uh, we always reference the NFL stat explorer at Rotoviz. That's just a really great tool to check out. Other running backs, I mean, Tony Pollard, he's flashed at times, but uh, he... He only actually has, believe it or not, four receptions. He was supposed to be kind of a pass-catching option through the first four weeks. Only four receptions for 28 yards. 
Uh, kind of a disappointment there. He's been really effective on the ground in terms of like uh, yards per carry, uh, almost exactly five. He's got 149 yards on the ground and a touchdown. That's actually good enough for fourth most rushing yards among any running back in this class right now. And that's ahead of, you know, guys with better draft capital like Alexander Madison, Devin Singletary, Justice Hill, you know, guys that, that really we probably were higher on pre-draft. But if you watch Memphis at all in college, you knew that Pollard had that uh, that versatility to him, had that electric, uh, that electricity to his game. Uh, I, I It's kind of a shame he's buried behind Zeke and is really only going to come in in junk time for the most part. But uh, definitely somebody to pay attention to and definitely a, a handcuff uh, type player to own and trade for on the cheap right now while he's not kind of going off since he is kind of buried behind Zeke. I mentioned Alexander Madison, Devin Singletary. Those guys are from number five and number six in rushing yards. And Devin Singletary hasn't really had many attempts. He's just uh, been really efficient with his touches so far. I, I do hope he grows up in, in, into a really good playmaker. I mean, just a couple of years ago for FAU, he had like 30-something touchdowns. Just a, a massive producer at FAU. Uh, so always believed in the production profile, his dominator rating. Uh, it really, especially just two years ago, more so than last year. Really impressive stuff. Learning from Frank Gore now. I think he's in a good spot to succeed. Justice Hill is the only other guy I'm really high on in this class. I was I liked Daryl Henderson's production profile, but he's absolutely buried behind Todd Gurley until the wheels fall off there. Justice Hill, though, I think he's in a spot where, you know, regardless of, of, of talent level, I think any running back who is the running back one with the Ravens, given the opportunity, is going to succeed. So whenever it is that Mark Ingram transitions out, with uh, with Lamar Jackson at the helm, uh, Justice Hill, I think, can succeed. Already seeing seven targets through four games. I think he's going to see that target share grow down the stretch uh, with these running backs. Uh, so all those names excited to I'm excited to kind of look at. Uh, outside of that, I, I know people like Darwin Thompson pre you know in the preseason. I, I know other people like Benny Snell, but uh, they're both running back threes, not even direct handcuffs on their team and. It shouldn't be uh, at all uh, in the, the foreseeable future, really. So it's kind of hard to trust anyone in this class. So, yeah, it is kind of gross and not very deep as far as actual producing running backs this year go. Uh, but that should actually surprise absolutely no one that was paying attention to college football or this draft class or at all throughout this process. There was never going to be more than three guys that really – Made a really quick early impact in this group. Uh, let's hope it's more, but I'm, I'm betting on Miles Sanders. Um, I'm saying Montgomery's probably in that flex range this year. And Jacobs, I, just based on opportunity, I, I'm not high on him long term, especially to ever uh, contribute. I know a lot of people liked his his swing passes in college or whatever, but I, I'm not as, as high on him. So I'm I'm fading him if, if you can probably wait a few more weeks and then sell him on that running back one opportunity that's fine but I'm also cool just riding out the production this year especially uh, if you're in a position to take down the championship and I don't know what you guys do during the day but for me part of my job small part of my job is working with a warehouse and when our team is trying to figure out how to sell things online and getting your orders out and things like that it can be a real pain time consuming expensive there's just so many carriers to choose from. So I, I don't know 
how you, you go about making your best choice, but th- that's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation helps you get your orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep, keeps your customers happy. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. And ShipStation works with all major carriers. That's including USPS, FedEx, UPS, Amazon Fulfillment, all that good stuff, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs, which is huge. Now any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies, and you'll always know that you're getting the best deal. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. So right now, Blue Wire podcast listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code BLUE. That's just BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com. Then enter the offer code BLUE. That's ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. And to bring it home, I just want to talk about some wide receivers in this class because we've been waiting for a class to kind of have that quick, <laughs> immediate gratification type production for quite some time since the uh, 2014 NFL draft class. Really, the, the 2014 NFL draft class really sparked the growth of Dynasty Fantasy Football. Uh, if, if you've been, I don't know how long you've been playing Dynasty or even if you are, maybe you're just really into football stats and coverage and you don't even play fantasy. I don't know where you are in your fantasy football journey, but I, I saw a huge spike and I think a lot of people have seen a huge spike in, in people playing Dynasty since that class went off. They're like, oh, wow, rookies, rookie wide receivers are, can be amazing. Like You've got Odell Beckham Jr. It took a while, but Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, I mean... Just an absolute star-studded class full of playmakers that wowed us from essentially day one of their careers whenever they hit the football field and exploded in, in just an unbelievable way. And so we we really wanted a class like that. You know, it, it's been kind of rough sledding here. We've had disappointments with injuries, especially like the class with Corey Davis and Mike Williams and John Ross. And, you know, there's just been a, a bunch of non non-exciting options I mean there's been guys like Juju Smith-Schuster hit but even he's disappointing this year but this season we've actually got a lot of players to get excited about that they weren't all the players we expected but they are going off in a pretty significant way we've got nine receivers through the first four weeks that have over 100 receiving yards we've got uh, 10 with at least 10 catches through the first four weeks of the season and so a lot, lots of players make, making splashes, and that's that's not even including Miko Hardman, who's had a couple impressive touchdown catches. He's at eight receptions, but you got you go down the list. We really shouldn't be surprised who leads the list this year. I think there was a lot of ridiculously embarrassing negative buzz surrounding Marquise Hollywood Brown just because he had that slight frame, he had the foot issue, he didn't get to participate in the combine because of the foot issue. Uh, and so there was, there was some concern. There were saying, you know, people saying that, well, he doesn't fit into right, you know, the right decision trees and all this nonsense. But the truth is, and I'm not dismissing metrics. I, I love them, but really, the, the the only thing that was really wrong with with Hollywood's profile was his weight. And 
we really don't really know what he was playing at in his final season in Oklahoma. We just know what he weighed in at, at, the, at the combine. But if you're not in shape, if you're not being able to to kind of hold weight because you can't even really run on your foot, uh, you, we really I'm not sure we can rely on the weight that we had at the combine. So to see him go off, uh, thanks to his unbelievable speed, thanks to his unbelievable route running, thanks to his unbelievable yak creating ability. And I really want college football to get better at, at just tracking the right metrics and the right stats because, man, there's there's with NFL you know next gen stats. If there was that much type of that much information for college football, I think we'd understand these wide receiver prospects a whole lot more. But charting Marquise Hollywood Brown, the dude succeeded on basically 15 different route combinations, and from all levels of depths of the field, he was able to score touchdowns. There's no reason to believe, you know, with the draft capital and, and, and basically an empty wide receiver room in the, for the Ravens coming into this year, there was no reason to believe he couldn't succeed. And he's already got 34 targets in four games, almost nine targets per game, has 18 receptions and, and 300 yards through his first four contests. He's on pace for 1,200 yards, <laughs> 1,200 yards and eight scores as a rookie. Yeah. I, it's it's dangerous to play the extrapolation game. He's probably not going to keep that pace exactly, but he he probably should be the wide receiver one in this class in terms of value. I know that a lot of people like Nikhil Harry in pre-draft. I know a lot of people still love A.J. Brown, and D.K. Metcalf is going off like crazy, making one big play a game, it seems, on one route at a time. Uh, and it doesn't matter because the Seahawks are taking advantage of what he's good at. But I think really Hollywood Brown, because of – the speed and the opportunity that apparently exists now with Lamar slinging the ball kind of accurately at times uh, and definitely slinging it in the direction of Hollywood all game long. Uh, I don't think there's any argument as to whether who the, you know, whether Hollywood should be the, the wide receiver one right now. I think a lot of people want to get all up in arms about that type of statement, but can't argue with the production. And if he does finish with a thousand yards plus, maybe a half dozen touchdowns. That's going to be a season that we haven't really seen uh, exactly from a rookie, especially with, with that much negative buzz surrounding him in, in quite some time. But almost just as impressive and maybe even more so, Terry McLaurin for the Redskins, I mean, not in a great situation. I mean, per the head coach, they don't really even have a quarterback right now figured out. But he's still found a way to grab 16 balls in, in, in just three games, really. And uh, for 257 yards, three touchdowns, that's actually leading the, the leading all rookies in, in touchdowns right now uh, for, well, for receivers. So McCorrin, and that's what he did in, in college too. All he did was score touchdowns. His touchdown percentage on his receptions was unbelievable. So if he can gel with his college quarterback uh, and they find a way to make that offense tick, McCorrin's going to... His value is only going to continue to rise. He's on pace for, you know, about a thousand yards this year. I don't know if that's going to happen if they tinker around with the quarterback position uh, a bunch there. But McCorn looks like I, I wouldn't say he's the wide receiver too in this class uh, just yet. But if he keeps this up, even though he's slight, even though he had a horribly embarrassing production profile in college, I'm still apt to buy into McCorn. He's not. You know, he's not fake. Uh, he, he was more of a film-based grade type prospect. You just kind of had to go with it on, on a guy like that. 
uh, and that's hard to do, and that's not really what we like to do at Rotoviz, but really can't argue with the results so far. So I am buying into McCorrin. I'm not buying on his price right now. I want to wait and see if he has a couple games that he misses because he's questionable here and uh, see if the quarterback play just kind of messes up his production and then go buy him. But uh, I mentioned the Ole Miss wide receivers, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, uh, through the first uh, couple games that I saw somebody pointed out, they they both had you know 10 catches for 223 yards exactly. Obviously, Metcalf messed that up having a really long score uh, on Thursday night. But uh, A.J. Brown, I think, is going to find a way to continue being productive. He's actually you know number one in the entire league and uh, yak above expectation. Uh, his teammate Corey Davis is number 10 on that list. But both are, are yak-creating monsters right now. And Mariota's actually had a sneaky good season. Seven touchdowns and zero interceptions. Uh, obviously not crazy yardage totals, but A.J. Brown is definitely... Well, he could he could definitely become the wide receiver one for the Titans, and he's kind of already looking like he is that this uh, so far this season. DK Metcalf really just has to compete with uh, well, maybe Will Disley now, and uh, we we were talking about him a couple weeks ago, and it looks like he's the real deal, but not going to have a huge target share there. But DK Metcalf doesn't need a huge target share. I mean, he's got to beat out basically. He's not going to be at Lockett, but he he's only competing with Lockett and kind of Will Disley. He's going to have all the deep work. His, his, he's still only running two routes, but it doesn't matter. So I think if he continues hitting those big plays, his his value is only going to rise just because of the freak athlete that we already know he is. But I'm I'm buying high actually with him just because I think he's got a, he's got that role. He's got one of the best deep ball threat quarterbacks in the league. They are using him exactly how he wins. Uh, in situations uh, that he it just are perfect for him. I think that's going to continue. I like him as a boom-bust flex and a solid wide receiver three. With wide receiver two upside, if he, if he learns how to do more than one or two things uh, at some point in his career. So definitely like DK Metcalf now. I was a little concerned. Uh, some health issues, some uh, not a, not perfect adjusted dominator in, in production metrics, but it doesn't matter. You, you're just nitpicking with a guy who looked like a slam dunk Pass the eye test, as they like to, to, to say, for sure. A couple other guys I'm super excited about, just to, just because I was fans of theirs at some point. Deontay Johnson and Preston Williams, fourth and fifth right now in, uh, in terms of uh, fantasy points for wide receivers through the first quarter. Preston Williams was one of the nastiest deep in-route running wide receivers in all of college football. That's showing up. Uh, he's run a lot of short crossing stuff. He had a, a bad drop. Uh, last week, but uh, he's getting the targets. Not a high catch rate so far, but he's getting third. He's he's second in targets right now with thirty among all rookie wide receivers. So the Dolphins are finding a way to fail and and trying to do so uh, terribly bad. But uh, if he ever does get a quarterback, if he let's say he gets Tua Tagovailoa throwing him the ball next year, his his price could skyrocket. So I don't care what his price is; it's just not very high still. I'm definitely all about buying into Preston Williams right now. Deontay Johnson, I wanted to root for James Washington because I love him a lot, but Deontay Johnson had over 2,000 all-purpose yards just a couple seasons ago in college, and and we should have all been all over him. I think some people were this you know rookie draft season, but in terms of Debbie and really planning ahead for him to really hit, a lot of people weren't. And I think my concern was he came from Toledo, he wasn't always the featured wide receiver on his own team. 
uh, except for when uh, you know the, their lead guy was injured and Cody Thompson kind of led the, the team after he kind of exploded, but he still had a questionable physical profile. He wasn't that that uh, he didn't have anything that popped that made him elite outside of the all-purpose stuff to his production profile. So I, I was questioning where he would fit, but when he got the draft capital. Uh, I, w- I was like, you know, we, sh- we should probably take a look here because he- if he is a wide receiver too for Pittsburgh, he's going to be a productive option. And uh, he hasn't had a huge, he had, you know, he had that long touchdown from Mason Rudolph. He hasn't had a huge start to his career. But if he continues to speed up and he maintains that starter status down the stretch this year, he could, hit eight, he could easily hit 800 re- receiving yards this year and, and be one of those guys that, is, that goes in the mid-rounds of dynasty drafts next year. But outside of the guys I've already mentioned, Keyshawn Johnson and Hunter Renfro have been fun little splashes uh, in the pan right now. But I don't, I don't think I'm really buying into them long term. Debo Samuel, I think he is exactly what he needs to be. Uh, he's he's looking pretty pretty solid, but he's more of a complimentary wide receiver. I think he's going to be in the NFL a long time because of his route running. Maybe he disproves that. Um, and he becomes more than that, but I think he is really just a long-term flex, maybe. Paris Campbell just needs to get some kind of quarterback play quarterback play going. He's, his yards per reception are, are just awful right now. It's basically like a running back, 6.2 yards per reception, but he's way faster than that. So if he can work downfield, expect his, his stock to pop. I'm all over buying Paris Campbell right now. Also all over buying into J.J. Arcega-Whiteside or Arcega Whiteside, uh, buying him low right now as well. And even guys like Miles Boykin, who, who are just, he's just kind of forgotten a little bit this year because of the explosion of Hollywood Brown. Uh, he could definitely figure things out and put it together. Only uh, 48 yards receiving, but he does have a couple of touchdowns already. So definitely interested in him. I had an old Debbie share of him. Uh, I thought he was going to turn into nothing. Ended up going in the second round. Love that type of hit, but I uh, would love to see him succeed just because he has a lot of raw physical tools. Uh, and I guess I, I would be uh, not doing my 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 duty if I didn't mention the pair of Iowa tight ends that are succeeding and Dawson, nah, Dawson Knox, former Ole Miss tight end, uh, never caught a t- touchdown in college, but just caught his first touchdown in a game since the year 2014 when he was still in high school. Pretty awesome to see him finding some success uh, some success for the Bills. But uh, it looks like the tight ends in this class, uh, there could be at least three decent options. I would love to see Irv Smith succeed, but he's not doing anything. And, and the Vikings really aren't doing much of anything through the air. So uh, it's really just the three options right now tied in for the rookies this year. TJ, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant, Dawson Knox, all with at least 130 receiving yards and a touchdown so far. If they continue that pace, they're all going to be back in tight end ones in, in terms of uh, average draft position after the season, if not higher. But Dawson Knox is a guy I am out of the three. that He's not the, the consensus obvious go-to option in this class, but I think he, he's done enough to convince me that uh, he's worth you know w- whatever price he's going for right now because it's still not enough at all. But I thank you for joining me for another Dynasty Command Center podcast. You can definitely check out... My stuff at Rotoviz, Curtis, Curtis's stuff at Rotoviz, uh, and he'll be back on the show next week for sure. But to always feel free to hop into our premium Slack. It's just a great community as well. You can check out DynastyCommandCenter.com. 
But my name, again, is Travis May, at FF underscore Travis M on Twitter. I'd love to chat about these rookies, college football, NFL, whatever the heck you want to talk to me about for the most part. But thanks again for joining us for another Dynasty Command Center podcast. And until next time, keep living that dynasty life. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.